Father Isaac is a Benedictine monk and priest of St. Vincent Arch Abbey in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. He earned a Bachelor of Science degree in 2009 in management from St. Vincent College. That same year, Father Isaac entered the novitiate of St. Vincent Arch Abbey and made his solemn vows in July of 2013. His assignments have included managing the Arch Abbey's Gristmill General Store, working with the summer retreat program, and campus ministry. Father Isaac is currently an adjunct professor of business for St. Vincent College. This is a Know His Love Story. I guess the way I best describe it is my childhood in some respects. I I guess I just wasn't aware of it. You know, it's one thing to hear about God loves you or that God is love or however we have been hearing about it um, in mass, right? Or in Catholic grade school or whatever they were teaching us. But I don't know that I ever really knew it like I know it now. Um, it, it's so, and I, and I guess I, what that was like, you know, and how I can say I didn't know it is because there were times in my life that when I think back on that time, I didn't always know who to turn to, um, you know, particularly if I was having a hard time with my parents for whatever reason, um, you know, so like, I think when I think about it, I think of that, you know, like I didn't know to turn to prayer, for example, so easily. Um, but I wouldn't say I was completely without understanding of it because I would always say prayers, you know, particularly uh, as I was getting older and moving through middle school and high school, my parents had basically taught us to pray before we went to bed. And so I think there was something, but not, you know, a conscious knowing of his love. Um, I think too, I was thinking about too, like, I just remember, I don't even remember what I had done. I don't even know if it was really serious to be honest, but I was like, you're going to go tell your father. I'm like, what? He's like, she's like, you're going to go up and go to the confession at the church. I'm like, no, I'm not. I don't even remember what that was all about. I do remember this, that I had kind of was like, you know, I go to confession when I was scheduled, like for school or whatever. I went to the Catholic grade school. So I go to confession. But the thought of going to confession here for me, I think part of that is just because I didn't know the father's love. Um, I want to say that it coincided with um, how to say this. So, like, I think it coincided with Toronto 2002 World Youth Day. Um, in this way, so up until that point, and this was right after my freshman year of high school. Um, I was always the person. And I still am <laughs> who follows the rules, you know, in a way and, uh, you know, and would always be made fun of because of that. Um, and I was striving to do what I was asked to do to felt to live my faith to the degree that I knew and understood how to do it at that time, you know. Um, and I've been elder serving since about fourth grade. So like, I was engaged. Um, but there was a, I didn't know how to translate the faith to my life, right? And so when I went to World Youth Day in 2002, which was, you know, first World Youth Day, uh, first of really seeing 
millions of young people on live, alive for the Lord and on fire and uh, encountering music that didn't sound like church music yet was really good music, right? In the sense of being Catholic and Christian and everything. Um, I think that was kind of a turning point and starting to understand the Father's love. And I say that because now the faith kind of seemed cool and it opened me up more, right? And then, of course, we were graced with the presence of uh, St. John Paul II at that World Youth Day. And, and it's been often said, right? <laughs> you know, that man knew how to communicate the Father's love. And it's true. I couldn't put... I couldn't tell you what that was at the time, right? But when I look back on it, that's that's when it began. That's when it really began. And that process, um, that opening, was where things began to change. And it kind of it continued in a particular way in college when I came to St. Vincent College as a freshman, not knowing what I wanted to do with the rest of my life, um, yet going to get a degree in business management because I didn't know, you know, what to do. And at least with that degree, I could get a job somewhere. Um, but having this notion, you know, like that I really ought to ask God what he wants me to do. Um, and I don't know at what point in my freshman year, but very early on, I was going to adoration in the student chapel and uh, having had those, had that experience of world youth Day in 2002, followed by two Steubenville youth conferences, 2003, 2004, world youth day, 2005. I had a notion of handing over my life to God already. Right. So like freshman year, I'm like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? And I distinctly remember sitting in the student chapel here at St. Vincent College and picturing in my mind, fourth grade, sitting in the classroom, a priest who actually just passed away uh, a couple weeks ago, who grew up with my grandmother, <laughs> was the pastor. And he was teaching religion class that day and he asked, who's open to the priesthood? And I had raised my hand. And that's where I began to experience the Father's love. But also over the course of that time of college and moving into the monastery after college, beginning to, to recognize how the Father has loved me over time. And I just didn't, as you said, recognize it or even maybe took it for granted in a sense, right? Because I just didn't understand it. Um, that priest showed me the Father's love. I can remember my scoutmaster um, challenging me in a particular way when a group of us were working on a particular camp out and team building and things like that were some of the lessons that we learned. But the way he challenged me, it was just really a beautiful, but even his support, I remember when I was uh, about to get my Eagle Award and he said, you know, I'm so proud of you. That was just really beautiful um, to receive that. And so just different ways. But again, it, it took me, I think, until college where I really began to, you know, 
recognize it for what it was, but that began in high school. Um, I think, you know, with John Paul II, you know, um, it wasn't like I was ever that close in his presence, you know what I mean? Like, I could be with this priest, right? You know, he was a, he was a distant figure on a stage. Um, uh, there was one moment, though, wait, my brother actually had this picture framed for me, and I have it somewhere in uh, my monastery room. But this picture that he, my brother gave me a couple of years ago for Christmas that, you know, it's like there's us, there's the fence, and then there's John Paul II and the Pope Mobile uh, driving past us. And that, when you're in, when you were in his presence, whether you understood it or not, and I would say I didn't understand it, right? In the moment, but reflecting back on it, I do recognize it for this. You knew you were loved. Um, there was something about him that was attractive. There was something about him that you, you just want to be with him. And you want to hear him speak. And you want to pay attention and hang on to his every word. Um, and I think all that is because he did it with love and with the father's love. You know, I think about it. I have dignity. I can be healed. I am loved. I don't have to figure out life on my own. Uh, there's a plan for me bigger than I can imagine. There's some of the words that come to mind when I think about that. Um, to know that um, I don't really have to worry about anything in life, ultimately. Doesn't mean I don't, but <laughs> I don't have to, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I wish I could say that. Uh, I don't worry about things, but I do. But uh, but to know that, that there is that, and I think, you know, knowing that, knowing that dignity, um, it helps me to love others better. You know, it helps me to be patient with them. And if I'm getting impatient, then often I just have to remind myself of who my father is, you know, if I were, and who I am. And uh, be mindful of the patience he has for me, you know, as his child. First of all, I, I can't, I can't force you to know this reality, right? I can tell you it's beyond our understanding, right? When when you talk about the, the love of God surpasses all knowing, um, it is so true. I can't tell you what it'll be like for you individually, right? Because the Father loves us uniquely and individually. And he speaks to us in a way that is unique and individual. Um, there might be some commonalities with other people, but it really requires silence and a willingness to enter into the uncomfortable, to be vulnerable. And that's where the real challenge is. That's where I think the biggest struggle is, is that we want to control the experience. Yet it's that experience that we can't control because it's him and it's his love and he's a person and he he's so real. He's more real than we can imagine. And yet if we can't conceive of his proximate closeness to us, or we 
we feel unworthy. These are these are just lies of Satan, and he wants us to think we're unworthy. And how important it is that we just say no, no, and we have to believe, even when we don't understand it, even when it doesn't feel right, right, even when we can't feel it, that God loves us. We have to repeat that over and over and to repeat over and over, I am a beloved child of God. I'm a beloved son. I'm a beloved daughter. And he loves me. And I might have trouble believing this now and because maybe, I'm, maybe you know, the person struggling with a particular sin, right? Love doesn't just, um, it can, we can have a powerful experience of love, but then we need to continue to grow in that love. Um, people fall in love all the time. The question is, do they want to continue growing in love with that other person, right? And it's the same thing with God, you know? And so really it, it kind of has, it comes down to a decision, I think, on our part where to decide whether or not, whether we feel like it or not, is this something that I want to know? And in that decision, and it's not a decision we make once, it's a decision that we have to make every day. Like, I want to know your love, and I want to know it, Lord, as you want to reveal it to me. I think that's so important, right? I want to know it as you want to reveal it to me, and I want to know it in a way that you know I can handle it. He teaches us his love, and it's like water on a rock. Our hearts oftentimes have been hardened by sin, life's experiences, our wounds, everything. And he wants to break through that. And as much as we'd love for him to take a sledgehammer, he doesn't do that. He wants to be like the potter that can break down the hardened clay and work with it again. Um, he wants to be, you know, the one who slowly breaks down the rock, not to necessarily destroy the rock, right, but to turn it back into a heart of flesh that beats with love for him. It will change your life, no doubt. Um, it will make it easier to be a Christian. Not because being a Christian is easy, but because you know love, right? Like you've never known it before, because you know him. Um, and I think that, yeah, I mean, so it's worth the struggle. It's worth the, the striving to, you know, but so much of it in that striving is striving to let go, really striving to let him love you. And that, that requires of us a degree of vulnerability and a comfortableness that we're just not used to.